Beyond the Ball, fueling your faith and family through sport. Welcome to the Beyond the Ball podcast with Coach Eric Klump and Coach Justin Gersten. Hey, hoop heads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. All right, guys, welcome back to Beyond the Ball podcast. We are taping on a Sunday night after a Buffalo Bills victory. Coach Klump, how are you doing? Oh, excellent, (laughs) excellent. You know, being a Bills fan for my whole life, these are the games that really make you think, is this team going to be for real? Like I said last week, I said we, we just beat a pretty good Rams team. Controversial call, uh, but a win is a win. So you take the win. Now, as a Bills fan, you get kind of skeptical. Are we going to fly across the country to the West Coast and play, I would say, like an average Raiders team and lose the game? The, the, that's always this, the – litmus test with with this squad you, they get our hopes up and then boom we come crashing down with a game with a loss that we certainly should have won and right. um like our coaching friend eric helwig said this team is different they proved it by flying over um to the west coast and controlling the game pretty handily so they've got me really excited so that's what the, the long answer to how am I doing on this Sunday? (laughs) It's such a great answer too. I am with you. I believe you said earlier this week via social media that you thought that they were going to lose. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what you're talking about. And I'm with you. We're, we're at the age where we remember the bills being really good and now being in this drought. And so we know what it's like to get engaged and like be all in. Uh, And I've started feeling this year's different. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the last couple of years have just been, you know, one of those things where you get a little, um, you know, maybe post-traumatic stress, not to make light of that condition, but that's kind of how the bills make you feel, right? You get all yeah. excited and then you just can't trust those good vibes. Um, you just can't trust those good vibes. But I think this team, and it's weird because the Raiders seem to be okay. Like they're 3-0 and as well. Um, so for them to go in there and, I mean, they pretty much handled them. The defense mm-hmm. looked a little shaky, one could argue, but they still came up with the plays when they needed them. So to go on the road and get that win against another 3-0 team, uh, it, it's just sucking me in even more, Coach. It's just yeah, sucking to me use in the, the uh, selection committee phrase of passing the eye test. You know, <laughs> yeah. They always talk about that on Selection Sunday oh, yeah, with these sure. NCAA teams. Um, with the Bills – They've they've certainly been doing that this first four weeks and to beat to beat the Raiders um, after flying cross country, uh, I'm a believer. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm, I am there and ready to go, uh, and I'm just hoping that uh, this COVID thing 
Um, I know some states are spiking, but I'm hoping that we can just kind of keep pushing through. Um, we were able to this weekend get out with my son and my daughters and get back with our club basketball teams a little bit to do some individual workouts. So, you know, just to kind of transition into our celebrations, I'm going to celebrate the Buffalo Titans um, and Mick and Melissa Kaburka, who run that for us. Um, they just had their first child. Um, so they're experiencing. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, newfound parenthood, but they're also you know, getting us back on the court and mm. giving some opportunities for us to get back in the gym between this bills win and them opening the gym back up for us and, and getting us back in. I had just a phenomenal weekend of like activity and enjoyment and it was just amazing. So I wanted to celebrate them this weekend on our pod. Yeah. you might, that, That's just a great celebration. And, and thinking about yours, I, I want to just get into a message instead of a, a celebration because of, yeah. of what you just said. And that message is of gratitude um, to all the athletes and, and the coaches that are out there getting to compete once again after such a long layoff and a lot of uncertainty of, am, am I going to get to play the sport I love that I'm training for? But, um, you know, that, that message of gratitude for all those athletes, you know, and, and let's promote some self-talk, that positive self-talk of, you know, tell yourself, you get to go to practice today because you don't know how long that's going to last. You know, right. you don't know when it's going to get shut down. So tell yourself those positive things instead of I have to go to practice, you know. Be positive. Send positivity throughout the team. Say, hey, we don't know when we're going to get back to this again. We don't know if we're going to be back here tomorrow. So, hey, let's get after it. So that's my message. And it's such a good message because I think I heard that a lot this week at school with our coaches and some of our athletes. You know, just the attitudes that we've had and seen at Akron have been outstanding. You know, we, we've mentioned this before. You know, we have football players playing soccer because all the seasons are messed up. But all the coaches have even said that, you know, sometimes every season you get a couple of kids that maybe come in, you know, and they're, they got to have, they have to do some conditioning and they're a little bit grumbling. You know, they got that little, uh, I have to mentality. Mm. And our coaches have just said almost to every individual athlete the last two weeks of practicing that all the athletes are just super pumped to be there. You know, all the teaching moments where it might get a little boring and a little dry, they're still locked in and engaged because they're in a place where they want to be um, and they're experiencing it with their friends. And so, yeah, just to tag on to that message, it's uh, it's good. You take the right approach and, and things will work out for you for sure. Absolutely. What do you have for us for tonight in terms of a verse? Okay, my verse, the heart, my heart um, gravitated to Corinthians 11.1. Very simply, it states that you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. And when I was reading it, I was thinking about like us as teachers, us as coaches, being able to serve everybody and also to act as role models. Because, you know, with young people, they're always watching. So we being back in education and serving our youth, it's an important message as coaches and teachers to note that everyone is a role model to someone. Sometimes good, sometimes bad, but we all have influences. So why let's why not set out to to make the most positive influence that we can, just just as Christ, just as Jesus did for us. The ultimate yeah. example. Yeah, absolutely. Such a great message. Such a great message. And I think to transition right away. 
our guest is waiting for us to talk. I'm going to transition right away. I think our guest tonight is Blair Estarfa from UB Women's Hoops. And man, what an example he has had and been for younger athletes, uh, a former athlete here in Western New York, um, now living his dream, coaching UB Women's Hoops. I can't wait to jump in and talk to him about it and see you know, how he connects some of these dots as well. Yeah, I remember watching that young man compete. Uh, what an ultimate competitor for Maryville High School and seeing him go up the ranks around here in Western New York. So I'm really excited to hear what he has to say. Yeah, absolutely. I coached against him in high school as well. My teams competed against his uh, a couple of times. I think they came out victorious all of those times, but just an absolutely uh, great young man. Can't wait to get talking with him. Uh, Cortland State grad too, so you guys might do a little catching up as oh, well. Oh, yes. So we'll, we'll get Red into Dragon that. Red Nation bit. coming <laughs> on the pod. All right. Well, we're going to take a little quick break, and when we come back, we will talk to Blair. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Ball with Justin Gerstung and Eric Klump on the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Our roster of shows includes Thrive with Trevor Huffman, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, and Bleachers and Boards. If you're an NBA fan, be sure to catch one of our new team-focused shows, Cavalier Central, Nuck If You Buck, Grizz and Grind, 305 Culture, and Blazing the Path. We'll be adding more NBA markets in the weeks and months ahead, so keep up with our latest updates on Twitter, at HoopHeadsPod. I'd love for you to check out our flagship, the HoopHeads Podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, the go-to podcast for basketball coaches on any level. Now, let's get back to Justin and Eric. All right, guys, welcome back to Beyond the Ball with Coach Eric Klump. I'm Justin Gersten, and we are joined on this pod with Blair Estefa. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well. You know, you know, we got a little bit of normalcy going on right now, so uh, I'm happy. Awesome, awesome. Coach, um, I just wanted to say thanks for coming on the show, and it's got to be so exciting um, traveling to central New York um, for – your graduate work or an undergraduate at Cortland State and then finding your way back here to a variety of different colleges and then now landing on your feet at UB. How excited are you to be back in Western New York doing what you love? You know, it, it's funny because, you know, I, I originally went to Medi College in Buffalo and it just wasn't the place for me. And I think at that time I wanted to get out of Buffalo. I wanted to see more of, uh, you know, what was around me, at least in New York. Uh, I didn't go far, but I wanted to have that little little bit of freedom, but when I was away at college, I, I started to feel that attachment to Buffalo and, and pride for the city, and and to be back in Buffalo, it, it's just a blessing because you know I'm I'm that much more passionate about where I'm at. Coach, the journey from Madai to Cortland, I I we know each other a little bit from compete our teams competing back in the day. Me as the coach, you as the athlete. Um, what what was your time like at Maryvale? We haven't really gotten into this being a Western New York podcast, but in like different local high school teams. But what was your time like at Maryvale, uh, playing for Coach Kenzie? Taking it back. I mean, it's going back about ten years, but oh, that's coach- nothing. You're talking <laughs> to some old guys here. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> As you you guys know, Coach Kenzie is a legend, and and uh, you know, seeing him in my college years, he's still at every clinic, he's sitting front row, taking notes. And that just speaks to the kind of guy he is. He's he's very detailed and and, and disciplined. 
And and playing under him, he was that first, you know, that mentor for me who who showed me the game and and taught me that, you know, you're you're talented and you, you have to see how to play the game. So just right. other than just being an athlete, you know, he, he showed me how to, you know, get off my jump shot, uh, my foot footwork on the jump shot, my timing coming off the screens and I, I can't thank him enough. And and to this day, you know, we stay connected. So uh, yeah. he, he's been a mentor for me. That's great. What is what were what some of your favorite highlights from your playing days here in Western New York? Ooh, because uh, every every player has at least one or two, right? That you that kind of sticks out. You know, I have to say, selfishly playing with my brother, um, okay, tremendous athlete himself. But I had two years with him, um, and. and Aside from that, I think it would be, you know, my career night of scoring 42 against uh, Niagara Wheatfield. Um, okay. I think us being the That's smaller big school, night. we weren't supposed to win. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Everything was working for me. Yeah. Um, us not supposed to beat them, and we come out strong, and I think I had 19 in the first quarter. And wow. I said, you know, this might be the night I set the record. I didn't. I missed it by one point, but that, that's definitely a highlight for me. Wow. Yeah, I remember early in my coaching career, uh, I was sitting up at Buff State and I would see the same guys there every year. You'd see Larry Jones and you'd see Mark Kenzie. So I just randomly sent Mark a, an email. He didn't know who I was at the time. And I said, hey, I'm a young coach out at Newfane. Um, can you give me some pieces of advice on how to build a program and a culture? And, you know, Mark emailed me you know, like two hours later with a big, long email. And, uh, you know, we've been in contact ever since. So he's, you know, just like you, um, he he helped me start out and continue because, like, I see him at everything, all the BCANYs, all the clinics, every, you know, summer camp, every summer league he's at. So, you know, just, just to piggyback on, on what Mark did for you, he certainly helped a lot of young coaches, including myself. And that's what's amazing about him. You know, he's had so much success. Like you said, he's a household name at Buff State. But, you know, to this day, he's still out there trying to learn, trying to find how to better himself, better his program. And and that's just something to marvel at. Absolutely. So you go to school. You said you went to Madai first, which is kind of unique because that's where I did my undergrad. And then you move on from there to Cortland where Eric did his undergrad. Yeah. What drew you to Cortland State? And what was your time like there? And not many people know this story, but I mean, I went to Madai. Um, I was kind of just, you know, thinking I was better than I was at the time going into college as, as most eight, 17 to 18 year olds do. Yep. We all do. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, I'm looking, waiting for the walk-on position at Canisius or Buff- Buffalo. And, uh, you know, I just went to Madai because I was drawn to Coach Mack. Um, mm-hmm. Originally got cut from the team and he brought me back a week later. And, you know, I just didn't feel at, at home. You know, I didn't feel welcomed like I wasn't part of the team. And I skipped class and I made mistakes and, you know, being young, being stupid. And and I was academically ineligible, which, you know, ultimately led to me losing scholarship. Um, from there, you know, Coach Kenzie was always in my ear being a Cortland grad himself. Yeah. Uh, you should check out Cortland. You should see the facilities. I think you'd be great for phys ed. And, and ultimately, that's just you know, I, I trusted him cause he's been my leader and it turned out to be a blessing because I can't say enough about Cortland state. So Blair, we usually on this pod ask, you know, some hardship moments that, you know, coaches sometimes go through that kind of point them in the right direction. It sounds like that was maybe a moment for you at Madai where 
you were maybe not in the best position, but still kind of struggled through, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, that was, you know, probably I'd say one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. Um, you know, that reality check of saying if, if you don't lock in and focus to where your feet are instead of thinking about, you know, what could be, you're not fully there. You're not fully committed. And, you know, that reality check of saying you could lose everything in, in a matter of days, that, that set me on the right path. You know, I, I got more organized from there and I realized what I really wanted to do and wanted to become and just put my head down moving forward. Yeah, um, we were talking about Cortland and a lot of people ask me, because I, I speak very highly of it as well. It's, it's, it's a great educational school, especially for phys ed and <laughs> um, early education. Yeah. And and I say my time there was spent with so many like-minded people. Was, mm-hmm. Did you have that same feel? Yeah. I mean, speaking just from, you know, my team, uh, people that was majority uh, around, you know, um, I think they're all, you know, disciplined in, in who they are. They know who they are and they're very direct. Um, they know what they want to get. They know how they're going to get it. And, and it's just a comforting feeling being around like-minded people. Absolutely. So you work your way back to Western New York and now you're with Coach Jack at UB. What's it like? Passion, energy, <laughs> enthusiasm. <laughs> It just keep going. You can name a, a list of adjectives and, and that exp- describes her. So Blair, how did you come to be at UB? You mentioned being in a couple other places, Alfred and Damon for a couple of years. How did, how did that jump happen? That's one of the things we love on this pod is we, we get to hear all the coaches, different journeys and they've been crazy, right? From mm-hmm. knowing somebody to people working in the private sector and just like jumping full feet into it. Like how did you end up getting the UB? Cause that seems like a position that, a lot of people would covet. A lot of people mm-hmm. would want that spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got an offer from Coach Mack, and that brought me back to Damon. That moved me up a level. Um, after two years of being there, I think he saw something in me. He always spoke highly of me. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's like, you need to get a full-time job. You know, you're 26. You're going to be off your mother's insurance. So that became my main focus, okay. you know, finding that that full-time benefit job. Um you know, I looked around, went to a couple places. I applied to a job at Mansfield, um, but I think I was going to take. But Coach Pat Zipfel, who I believe is now with the Timberwolves, took the job with the Timberwolves right before I was going to take the job. Okay. So, you know, in that moment, I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm ready to just, you know, do whatever to, to make a living. Um, we, I was running the clock one night, you know, working the summer league at Damon College. And I noticed there was a women's basketball coach there from the University of Buffalo, Coach Candace Jackson. Um, you know, I just said, you know what? Let me give it a shot. I knew there was an open spot. I walked up to her, introduced myself. Um, a week later, I'm in the office talking to Coach Jack, and I think we just hit it off. And, you know, she gave me an opportunity for a tryout, so to speak, at, at camp. And I think she loved my energy, and she offered me a job a week later. Wow. Yeah, that, that, yeah that's a- – it always seems to be um, the common thread with with the indiv- individuals is all the coaches talking about like they. I just needed a shot. I just needed a mm-hmm. shot. And when I got that shot, I was I was pushing my passion out. I was mm-hmm. giving the the effort that I could. I was giving the energy and the enthusiasm. And and it was just up to somebody to see it. And that seems mm-hmm. like what 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 happened in your case. Mm-hmm. You know, I I talk about. Um 
you know, with, with some people that experience is kind of just, I don't want to go the wrong way with this, but, you know, I think experience is kind of overrated. Um, you know, what I lack in experience, I'll, I'll make up for an effort. Um, just because I haven't been there yet doesn't mean I'm not capable of that. You know, I think a title is just a title until you prove it. And, and I think, you know, Coach Jack saw that I'm capable of it and she gave me the opportunity. And, you know, I think so far it's paid off for me. Yeah, I mean, I read a quote one time about leadership and the idea that when you're the leader and you're trying to grow other leaders and put them in positions, you know, of authority, you can have two, one of two choices. Typically, you can either pick the person that's the best right now, or you can pick the person that's going to be the best five or 10 years from now. And I feel, just feel like, which I think is just a truly uh, mind blowing concept that, you know, Coach Jack seems to just have that wisdom, that knowledge, that knack of seeing that in her athletes. You can tell by the way she recruits right. uh, her coaching staff. I mean, obviously, that's the case with you as well. Right. I mean, her being in her 33rd year, she's super comfortable with who she is and her system. Oh, yeah. and, and, you know, at that point, I, I don't think it matters who you bring in under her because she's going to do things her way and she's going to get it done because it's been proven. Sure. Um, and, mm-hmm. and it's been a perfect match for me because she's in the business of helping young kids. And, and you know, to her, I'm, I'm a young person aspiring yeah. to be someone like her. And she gave me the opportunity because, you know, that's that's her mission in life. Yeah, great mentor. Now, Coach, you were saying uh, a couple of, we were talking earlier before we went live about the different obstacles that you had to, to go through during COVID with recruiting and all that. Can you kind of elaborate on that for our, our listeners? Uh, it's It's been a journey for me. Um, you know, with me originally recruiting, having my past recruiting experience, being on the men's side, um, coming over on the women's side for my first year as assistant coach, um, it, it's been tough because I haven't had those contacts, um, those coaches to call, those AU coaches, those high schools that are traditionally good, those those kids that are around. I just don't know the names, you know. And, and during COVID, whereas I think I'm a good evaluator of talent, I like to get on the road and see the kids face to face. I like to know who I'm speaking with. You can't have that contact. So for me, it's like, where do I start? You know, you just got to make those cold calls. Um, the coach gives you the numbers and, and make those calls. You get on Zoom. You know, Zoom's been huge for us. You know, we like to get Coach Jack in front of the players so they can see her passion, her way of life, and, you know, hope that's enough for them. So, Coach, what have been – so in addition to, the, like, the recruiting, which I'd like to expand a little bit more on, have you stayed connected at all with your athletes? I'm sure you have, right, being a D1 program. Uh, what are some things that you've done to keep – some of your athletes engaged and continuing to build that culture that coach Jack puts out there? Um, you know, through, through COVID, it's been interesting uh, having that time apart where you try to stay connected. You know, we had a couple of zooms every week, just checking in seeing how are people feeling, checking in on their mental state. Cause you know, as a basketball player, it's hard to be away from the game. You just want to yeah. be on the floor to express yourself. So, you know, we, we were directed by coach to reach out to some people to see if we can get them in our zoom and, and get different life experiences in. And, and one time, luckily, um, we got on with Coach Phil Handy of the Lakers. You oh, know, nice. Just by me reaching out through Instagram, got a message. He came back to us. You know, we talked for about an hour and a half about basketball, about racial divide, about everything that's going on. And I think that was a good time for, you know, players to release 
we got on with Enrique Gunwale, um with the Dallas Wings. And, and that was a good insight of showing how to get to the level that, you know, our players are striving to get to. I think it's just good for us to give them other outlets to express themselves. Yeah, 100%. I, and you have girls and young ladies, excuse me, from all over, correct? Were they in Buffalo during this time or did they just most recently come back? No, no. Yeah, we all came back on July 20th. You know, So we got kids in Sweden. Uh, we got kids in Germany, England, uh, Africa, all over the place. Yeah. It's one of the things I love about going to see your games. And we were talking before we got on here. I have three young daughters and we're UB season ticket holders. And I think we actually went to more women's games than we went to men's games. There you go. Because my, my, my daughters are just so into it. And the way they do the seating, we can get right down in the front row. And <laughs> we just love it. We just love those games. And you could tell your girls are the culture you guys have is just unbelievable. The energy, the enthusiasm, it's just amazing to see. That starts with Coach Jack, and that's how she is every single day. So is that is that an, a non-negotiable for, for you as a staffer to, to bring as much energy as she does? So what are you talking about that in like meetings, or does she just kind of say, this is the way it is, and this is what it's going to be like working with me, and if you can't do it, we got to find somebody else to do it the right way? No, you know, when it's someone that – you're around someone that just brings that positive energy. It doesn't have to be spoken about. You kind of just want to be and emulate that, you know, you're kind of just attracted to it. And and when you're up, you know, every single day, you know, at first you might be faking it. And then next thing you know, it it becomes a reality. And it's just easy to follow along. Someone that's so contagious. Right. Yeah, that's great. So coach, we were talking a little bit about recruiting and the challenges. So what are some of the things that you're looking for out of a recruit, not necessarily coach Jack, but you said you were a good evaluator of talent in your opinion. So what are some of the things you're looking for when you go into a gym or go to a, you know, a grassroots game and you're checking out the talent? What, what are some of the things you want to see? Uh, character comes first. Um, we, we like to pride ourselves on character, academics, basketball. So character comes first. I think, you like to see how somebody handles themselves. Uh, are they celebrating after every single basket? Are they talking on the court? Are they helping team ups, teammates up? Are they the first one over to them? Little things like that. Um, but on the, the court-wise, court talent-wise, uh, we're each uh, given a certain set of, of players to talk to, um, and we're in charge of positions. So me, I'm into the wings, shooters, slashers, something like that. Someone's going to be scoring from the wings. So... Uh, me personally, being a shooter myself, I want someone that can hit the three. I want someone that can just, you know, take a game over with a couple catch and shoot shots. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm looking for. There's always a spot for those kids. Exactly. <laughs> well, high John defense. Yeah. And I don't think you necessarily have to. I mean, you got some players uh, like DeAsia Fair, right? She's got to be an absolute joy to coach, I would think, right? I haven't seen a better talent than her. You know, it's just her, her wisdom for the game, too. You know, when you find someone that can, you know, just put the ball up, you know, that's one thing. But to understand how to get your shot off, where to go yeah. when the defense does this, and you see her as a freshman just taking the huddle over, you know, scoring 25 points per game is, is no fluke, uh, no matter right. what year you're in. But to do it as a freshman, that's yeah. something special. So yeah. you spent a little time with the guys, and now you spent some time with the ladies. Who's the better communicators? Uh, you know, working on the women's side, it, I, I feel they're more open to coaching. Um, 
you know, the men's side, you know, you know, myself as a player, I'm kind of like hearing coach talk to me and say, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. And in the back of my mind, you know, yeah. uh, on the women's side, I, I've been noticing that they're, they're listening, they're, they're taking things in because, you know, let, let, let's just be honest about it. Men get away with some things because they're just athletic, you know, where they can just get themselves out of trouble because they can jump over someone. Women have to be super skilled. And you, and you take a look at the skill and you break it down to men and women. I think women are way more skilled because they can't get bailed out by the athleticism. So they want to hear those little tidbits on how to get your shot off and how to get open. Yeah, I mean, the, the difference when you watch, obviously, there's going to be some physical differences and limitations maybe, but when you watch even at the pro level, WNBA and NBA, just the meticulous nature of these top end performers on, on both sides is just crazy incredible. Um, my, my thought is I'm hearing you talk about this is, you know, building on the women's side now, or you're on the women's side, is this where you kind of see your career going? Or are you open in terms of going back to the men's side? Yeah, I'm more of a free flowing person, you know, whatever life takes me, uh, I'm going there, uh, whatever opportunity presents itself and it's the right fit, I'll go with. But, um, you know, I can't limit myself, and I don't know what the future is going to hold, but, you know, I'm comfortable where I'm at, and I'm just riding this wave. Yeah, so, Coach, so you are probably the third third college coach that we've talked to that started out, um, as you would say, as adobo or director of basketball operations. So just explain what does the director of basketball operations do at a college? Everything, <laughs> everything, um, from scheduling practices and making sure we got the court, uh, making sure things are set up, um, making sure the team has food, making sure everything's uh, in the locker room for them that they need for the game, uh, and, and travel. I think travel's the biggest thing. Uh, you know, when you're you're going on the road, and it might seem like a little vacation, a little business trip, but no, you're you're locked in twenty four seven. You got to answer the phone whenever coach needs it. Um, get get something that the kid needs, ice, whatever they need. You, you just got to be there. And it's very demanding, but, you know, it, it prepares you for that next step up to be a coach. So you are, you are the starting block. You have to get through that particular stage to make the next step up. If, you, if, if you're not doing it that way, um, you just got to move on. Is that the way it is at Esadobo? Yes, yes. My, uh, my girlfriend, McKellie Banker, she's uh, in law school right now, and she said the first year – is the hardest year. So, I mean, I think that's, you know, similar for, for the coaching world, you know, starting from the bottom, uh, working your way up, you're asked to do everything with no questions asked and you just got to get it done and, and to prove your worth. Yeah, absolutely. So what have been some of the major differences in your transition here over the last little bit from being the Dobo to now an assistant? What are some of the, the glaring differences maybe that you've seen? Uh, more more of uh, the program is, is kind of weighted on you, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, you know, not much did I get, get yelled at by Coach Jack for anything. You know, it's just if you get it done, get it done, and, and that's it. But if if I miss something in practice, Coach Jack's on me. You know, yeah. if, if she thinks, you know, my position group isn't performing, she's on me. She's, she's making sure we're getting it done her way, a certain way, in the Buffalo way. But – I'd have to say that's it, but because it's it's been kind of slow during this time. Yeah, my guess is my guess is is that you probably have to attack both jobs 
with the same mentality, right? That you're still going to try to perform at your absolute best every single time you're given a task or a responsibility. Right, right. Because you're essentially auditioning for wherever you want to take yourself. You know, you can't leave a bad impression for anybody um, because coaches speak the truth. So you're always working one for yourself and then two for that program you're at because nobody wants to lose. So whatever it takes, you're going to get it done. So being being an assistant at, at that level um, and with Coach Jack, who's had so much success, do you say that um, your practice sessions are pretty much the same thing? Is it, is it a lot of routine? Is it a lot of repetition? Or are you guys constantly changing up the drills uh, that you do to question. make it fresh? You know, it is a great question. So I'm not sure if I should give you the details on that. But <laughs> Yeah, well, don't give us necessarily any details, but like is there a – Obviously, she has a, a plan, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, we have we have a routine and some things. Uh, we want people and our players to get into a rhythm and being really good at, you know, what are non-negotiables. Mm. Um, so, so defense, rebounding, uh, running the running the floor. Those are things that you know are going to be consistent. Um, other than that, you know, we switch up drills to keep their minds thinking. We don't want them to become robots, so to speak. We want them to become thinking robots. We want them to to be able to adapt and, and overcome different situations. So, I mean, it's, it's both. Right. And the reason why I ask is because I usually follow it up with it, what is one thing that you think that you work on the most, either offensively or defensively in practice? Like you never go one practice without working on this particular aspect of the game. I think it's our transition. Tra- I'm sorry. Lost my mind right there. Transition stuff. Um, I think, uh, running with the bulls is, is our mentality. We like to right. get up and down the floor, uh, you know, trample the opponent. So getting up and down the floor, uh, throwing that pass up the floor. If it's a turnover early, we don't care. As long as it's out of bounds, we want to set that tone to, to say we're coming after you every possession. That's so more, great. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're moving up the floor in transition and, and right. as long, and you're saying as long as it's a, it's a stoppage. So it's not a live ball turnover. Right. 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 Yeah, we want to get set. You know, we run a interesting zone defense that, that not many people have seen. Um, it's against uh, everything you've been taught in the past. But I'll tell you what, it works. You know, my yeah. first year here, I, I was asking Coach Jack, "Are you sure this is what we should do?" And she's like, "Trust me, it's been it's taking teams to the Final Four, Elite Eight. Right. She knows what she's doing. So yeah, it works, we- and I love it now." Yeah, and we won't dive into that because, you know, coaches that go to other games and, you know, for me going to many of your games last season, I'm sitting there watching it and my coaching mind is kicking in, right? I'm cheering for the team um, when those threes are going up, but I'm also like, so what are they doing? What are they trying to, you know, execute here? Because I'm thinking like a normal process and that I just struggled. So that's really enlightening to me. I right. love that little tidbit. I don't need to know any of the secrets. It's I not just, something you can just pick up. You know, yeah. You yeah. Spend time with it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I love knowing that now because now when I go, I'm going to be looking for some of those little nuances that are a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We won't definitely won't give it away uh, any secrets. I, I don't um, think I'd be able to give away the secrets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, def- <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. You don't do that at all. Um, so on this journey, I mean, Coach and I obviously have been around athletics for a while. We we ride the buses, you know, to to the away games. What's the what's the biggest part about like travel? I always think about this for like Division One programs. You know, what's the travel like? 
for like a division one program and going different places and maybe what's what's one place that you guys like traveling to and playing um the travel it's it's different from you know me being at damon where we're you know coaches and we're still having to double up <laughs> i think moving to that next level you're not sharing a seat everyone's got their own seat right um, you're not you're not traveling with the men's team you're not traveling with the women's team it's just your team um We've had sleeper buses where, where players can lay out and just go to sleep. Oh, nice. Uh, we, we might take a charter here and there, uh, fly into games. That's something I've never done before. But I think it's the, the fact that we get out there, you know, like I think a day or two days before a game um, oh. where we make it a true road trip, we spend a night in a hotel, practice right. in the other team gym, wake up the next day and play. Um, and the big thing is the meals. Uh, we eat. We, we eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks in between. We do not miss a meal. And and it, I look forward to getting on the road because when I'm at home, <laughs> some, nights, some nights I'm struggling to make something. I don't want to make something on the road. I love it. You know, things are laid out for you. Yeah. And, and I think the best place for us to travel to, ooh, it's tough. Um, I, I really like. I really like Toledo. We lost there this past year, but that gym is, is something to look at. Um, they have great fans, and it's a good environment to be in. Although we did go to Stanford this year, and that, that was a lot of fun too. That's a lot of fun. So you, you said that you've been in the gym competing, and you guys are uh, really excited to kick off the season the 29th of, of November. Um, what, what are we anticipating with the Lady Bulls this year, Coach? Uh, nothing short of a MAC championship. All uh, right. That's that's our mindset. You know, we've been to the Sweet 16. We want to keep pushing past that. Um, and I think we have the, the players in place to do that um, with DeAsia Fair and Summer Hemphill coming back healthy. Yeah. You know, I think we have a lot to prove because, you know, being Buffalo, we're always kind of looked down on. And, and we think we've we've earned the, the notoriety that we deserve. So, Coach, you mentioned Summer Hemphill. What's it like having a local girl on the team? And is there like, is, does she face a lot of distractions? I know there's a lot of girls locally that mm-hmm. would love to put that UB uniform on. She's a big inspiration. It's it's a little different for me because you know I recruited uh, her brother while I was at Damon, Justin Hemphill, really yeah. hard. Uh, I wanted him to come, but uh, originally, I mean, he, he chose to go to a prep school, uh, right? But you know, he's he there now, though. So, As, yeah, yeah, he's he came, back there he came now, back, right? So I, it must have been part of my doing. We'll yeah, yeah, absolutely. Chalk it up to coach. <laughs> so, so I got a little insight into the family. Um, Summer Hempel, she's really reserved, really quiet. Uh, I think she stays away from all the distractions, you know, because like I said, myself, I wanted to get away from Buffalo to, to have a different experience. Sure. Um, she stayed. She ran to it. You know, some people might be afraid. Because, you know, everybody knows you're here. They know what you did in high school. And if you don't live up to that, you know, what are they going to think of you? Are they going to look down on you because you weren't that good? good you point, didn't pan coach. out. But I tell you what, she has just ran to it. And, and she just keeps her head down, stays out of the way, and does her thing. And I just love her mindset about things. Yeah, so if I could, I want to transition that to you. How's that been for you, finding balance, being back as well? I mean, you're not a player, obviously, but – as you expand your role, you know, with the UB program, you get coaches like Eric and I, like calling you, requesting your services for a podcast and stuff. Is that, <laughs> are you getting a lot of that from like friends and family and community or is it, 
do you, are you able to find a balance there? Not a lot, but I tell you what, I am getting more likes on my Twitter posts. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it must be saying something. But uh, you know, it, I don't really think of it much. Um, you know, I've had people say congratulations for the spot you're at, and I, and I think really highly of it. But you know, I'm still me. Um, yeah. I haven't changed, and I'm just going to keep living my life the, the how how I want to. And and you know, it's it's just great to be back in Buffalo. I can't can't really say anything other than why I, I wouldn't want to run away from Buffalo. I mean, this is my home and this is where my heart is. Yeah. yeah. Just, there's a lot of things about Buffalo that just keeps bringing you back. Coach and I talk about this all the time at the podcast. Like when we go on vacation, we miss so much about Buffalo mm-hmm. where people fr- that aren't from around here, they kind of shake their head. It's like, why in the, why in the world would you miss that place? Mm-hmm. It's I, when I go on vacation, I can only take seven days. You know, you yeah. get to day six. It's like, oh my God, I just want to get home. You know, the food's not the same, you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's just, it's so much yeah. that goes into it. So, he, Coach just said it, the food is not the same. So, we do this every pod. You're, you're a local kid, grew up here. Where are your go-to places, Coach? Oh, that's tough. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what. Uh, Allen Burger Venture, the best burger spot uh, on Allen. Okay. Um, okay. The peanut butter burger to die for. Sounds crazy, but the peanut butter and jalapenos, it just works together. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. Actually, my wife and I went out for one time to go to eat there with another couple of our friends of ours, and it was like an hour wait, and we couldn't get in, and we were just like, mm-hmm. we, we can't sit around for an hour. We had tickets to go somewhere, but um, yeah, I've heard that place is amazing. I got to plug one more spot, and that's Santoros. Okay. <laughs> outside, of, outside of COVID, great hangout place. Mm-hmm. Place to get some drinks in, adult beverages in, and, and just enjoy games with some pizza. Nice, nice. nice so, pie. so are you uh, are you a wing guy? Yes, I am. Okay, I mean you can't really be from <laughs> yeah, Buffalo and not be. But, um, so we have a running we have a running dialogue on this pod about <laughs> what's better, flats or drums. So we're gonna put you on the spot. You can and you can say both. You're allowed to say both. But let's go with uh, let's go with drums. There's more right. to it. Yeah, it seems yeah, to be 50-50, and of course, it's like ninety-five-five <laughs> like for the next question with blue cheese or ranch. Blue cheese. Yeah, blue cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's about, no hesitation. <laughs> to be to be honest, the only people that have not picked blue cheese are people that maybe are from Buffalo but not originally. Uh-huh. Um, so they have ties to other communities or maybe they've spent some time elsewhere, but most people that are originally from here are going with the blue cheese. What are your, some of your favorite spots? We've had some coaches on that have given us like the, the normal, uh, and I won't mention them cause I don't want to steer you in any particular direction, but we've also coach and I are always looking for, uh, Places that are not typically well known. Yeah, just in so. case we're going to head up to catch a, you know, if we can catch a UB women's game, if mm-hmm. we're going to be allowing fans, where are we going to be stopping? Uh, I'll give you three places. Yeah. Um, Macy's Pizzeria on uh, okay. Genesee Road in uh, Chictawaga. Uh, solid wings. The honey mustards are great. Um, nice. Elmo's on Millersport. That's sure right around the corner from times. the arena. Yeah, that's a go-to spot. The honey mustard Cajun go-to's. And uh, a secret one I like is Mike Steak Joint over by UB South on Bailey. Uh, the lemon peppers, if you like that strong flavor, go for those. 
Okay. Oh, man. Good Those, stuff that, from Coach. That's one that I – and I'm not a big honey mustard guy, but – He's spitting some – Every, yeah, every I, I reference here. I the honey here. mustard theme right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. You did. I like it. I like it so much. Uh, so, Coach, as you uh, head into – and we head into this season um, – how are how are you feeling? You know, as we close this thing down, are you pretty excited, nervous? How are you feeling about this whole thing? Uh, a little bit of both. I can't say I'm nervous. You know, be, because of you know, for myself, my safety, my health. I, I think we we've been doing the right things around here. We're taking care of it. We're in our bubble, um, so to speak. But yeah, I think I just want the season to finish. I don't want to have to start and you know have a break or we we say someone tests positive, we miss a couple of games and that messes everything up. I want, I want the kids to have a full year, that full experience, you know, with, with not being on campus and having that, that social engagement, you know, that interaction that normal college students have, let them get something, you know, I want them to have this full season so they can fully cherish it and remember it. Yeah. Well said coach, we were speaking earlier on the podcast about like just having gratitude for the opportunities that we, that were taken away. That now, mm-hmm. we, now that we're starting to implement back, you know, it gives you a little sense of purpose, a little sense of belonging, you know, just hearing in your voice the excitement about being back at practice and, mm-hmm. and hopefully this, this, um, this season gets going and it's, it's exactly what we hoped for for you and the, and the Lady Bulls and hopefully a championship, you know, run for you, for you ladies. That's the plan. Yeah, coach. Hey, listen, we just want, I want to say thank you. I know it was getting you on here was a little short notice, but, uh, anything that we can do to, to celebrate our local teams and, you know, celebrate former athletes that are getting it done, um, in their careers and in their passion. We just wanted to celebrate you. So we appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you very much. This is this is pretty cool. This is my first time doing a podcast. So. All, right. Oh, nice. All right. I'm grateful for this. Well, so there there is some positive karma that comes yes, from this. Very much so. We have right. we've had some we've had some former athletes that uh, have come on and, and went on from one coaching position to like the professional level and so on and so forth. So uh, hopefully this brings you a little bit of luck. Hey, my feet are at UB, and I'm staying here for right now. But until yeah. something comes up, I'm here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. We don't, hey, listen, we love UB. I personally think – I know this is a Bills slash Sabres town, but um, not to discount any other college program that's in the area because I love all of our local D3s, our D2s. We've had Coach Shunk on from Duvo, Coach Mack from Damon. Uh, I went to Canisius, so I'm loving – you know, Canisius and St. Bonaventure too, but I feel like UB has this just done such a great job of improving its athletics around here that they're creeping up into people's mindsets. Mm-hmm. I see so mm-hmm. much UB apparel, you know, yep. out in the community these days and not necessarily all UB students, right? right, um, right. None of my family attended UB, but we got all our UB gear still <laughs> too. So you guys, we want you to stay. We don't want you to go anywhere. We love Coach Jack. You guys and your staff are just doing such an amazing job. We can't wait to get out to see your games. Thank you, Coach. Yeah, we're a different kind of cool over here. All right. Yeah. I like that. Different kind of cool. I love it. I love it. So, Coach, uh, be well. If you need anything, why don't you uh, get in touch with us if we can help you or be of mm-hmm. service to you, all right? All right. Appreciate you, Eric. Appreciate you, Justin. Appreciate Thank you, you, Coach. All right, guys. Take you guys care. have a good one and uh, give the staff the best and uh, go Bulls. Yes, sir. Go Bulls. Thank you for listening to the Beyond the Ball podcast with Coach Eric Klump and Coach Justin Gersten. 